this week on the Roommates Podcast. We have to really figure out why people want to spend all this money and have all these material things because it could be something where it's internal, where mm-hmm. they feel like, man, I need all this thing to make myself feel good. Yeah. Or it could be for other people. Yeah. You know, Gary talk, Gary be talking about all the time. Yeah. Stop trying to impress these fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so, that, yeah, and yeah. that's so much truth because like yeah. people would just like spend, 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 spend mm-hmm. just to get a- approval or mm-hmm. appreciation from others and, it, like you, no matter how much money you make, if you don't have the discipline to really stop yourself and live within your means, you will always struggle. Mm-hmm. Like you will always struggle with money, no matter how much money you make. It's not like oh, like if I make a hundred thousand dollars, I don't know what to do. No, you wouldn't. You still yeah. act a fool. Yo, what's good, world? It's your boy, Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. And welcome to The Roommates, a worldwide community of individuals united on the values of becoming holistic health, kindness, togetherness, and a thirst for knowledge. Also known as the best hour of your week, where you are. Entertained like a stand-up. Educated like a TED Talk. And enlightened like a sermon. Yes, Lord. Yes, and guys, this week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Manscaped. The men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. <laughs> yes, Lord. Guys, Manscaped, Manscaped has a lot of great services for you guys, including the Lawnmower 2.0. Oh, hey. Oh, there it is. There we it have, is. They have cologne. They have body ah. wash. Oh, you about to pull it out? Okay, look at you. How does that cologne smell, Chris? Clean. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. And then the body wash. The is body also wash. Good. Oh, go ahead. Want to go use it? No, I don't want to go use <laughs> it right now. Guys, on, on Patreon Uncut, we have Chris using the Manscaped <laughs> body wash. Sign up right now. <laughs> Sign up right now. We have a new group, the $500 tier. <laughs> you want to see me use these products? $500. I'll use this product right here. I got 60 minutes to use this product. <laughs> $500 sign up One time fee Once every quarter Let me know I got you Yes guys So oh that smell That smells kicking you in like You like that? It's kicking in man It's kicking in right, Okay $500 <laughs> I'm not mad at Manscaped So guys go ahead And head over to Manscaped.com Get some really Really great products They have mm-hmm. a product Called the Plow Ooh That's the Plow. razor That's the, like the One blade razor You can just <laughs> it, only take one. it only take one. You're talking about some clean shade. Careful down there. Yeah, <laughs> so yes, guys, go ahead and head over to manscaped.com. Use the offer code roommates. Get 20% off and free shipping. That is manscaped.com. Use the offer code roommates. And we have mm-hmm. Patreon as well. Yes, yes. Our lovely, lovely community where we are. Uh, let me say, let me stop. Go ahead. Worldwide. 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 Worldwide community where you can come, interact, and engage with not only us. Yes. Because I know how feast. People love engaging with you. Oh, my gosh. Shut you up. Engage <laughs> with, <laughs> you can engage with other people around the world and even in your areas. Definitely, definitely want to sign up, support, and have an online community. Go to Patreon. Yes, guys. And one of the biggest things that we tell everybody is that the purpose of what we do, what we create, is to help other people connect with one another in a digital world. A lot of people complain about social media and how mm. it affects human connection. But there's a lot of dope components of social media and different websites as well because you can also improve your connections and meet people that you would naturally, I mean, normally not meet in your natural day-to-day interactions. So if you guys have not signed up, 
Link is in the description below, patreon.com slash roommates. Please, guys, sign up. We're doing a lot of things to help you connect. And for all the people who are on Patreon, thank you. Thank you so yes, much. Lord. I know that we've had a lot of bumps and, you know, we're learning curves and timeliness. And I thank you so much for being patient with us. For people who have been, who have issues with us, please, Patreon is the best way to communicate with us. Ask us questions. Communicate with us. We are here to help you. Please, please, please. If something bothers you or you're frustrated, you feel disappointed, cheated or let down, please go on Patreon, message us, and send us an email. We would love to connect with you. Boom. And the coaching sessions. So after the eighth episode, a lot of people reached out to us about coaching. Uh, me and Chris, um, unfortunately, only have a few more slots left. We want to let you guys know that we are still offering coaching for people who want to take their lives to the next level, especially a lot of young men who are lost, confused, need direction. They want to, you know, overcome the F-boy tendencies. I know I'm overcoming mine. Chris is overcoming his. There's a lot of things that a lot of you guys need help with, and we are offering the coaching sessions. We're offering a free 30-minute consultation. You head over to roommates.com slash coaching to be able to sign up. And, guys, it is a great investment. A lot of you guys invest in your physical well-being by going to the gym. Make sure you invest in your spiritual and emotional well-being via coaching. Me and Chris use all of our resources and tools to help support, uplift, and encourage you guys. So please sign up for that if you haven't done so already. Take advantage of the free 30-minute consultation. They'll let us know what, how can we help you and also if you actually want and need to do the life coaching. So take advantage. Yes, indeedy. And Fees. Christopher Jordan Bilo. What up, man? What's going on, Back player? in Atlanta? Man, I, I'm, I live here basically. Every weekend, <laughs> Every weekend I'm in Atlanta, but You're I local? love it. You said what? You're a local now? Nah, 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 nah. I see Houston's always, always home. On the way back from Miami. Yes. We were having a very, very fascinating conversation. Long conversation. About money. Oh, man. Wealth accumulation. Money, 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 money. Money. And all that good stuff. Who really has it? Who really has it? Yeah. Do you want to summarize it? Want me to summarize it? You know you love summarizing. I don't like open-ended. I don't. Oh, my goodness. Open-ended questions. This guy. I hate not. (laughs) So, um, we're having a conversation just about. How a lot of young men, and obviously women as well, like nowadays everyone's trying to get rich. Yes. Everyone wants to be a millionaire. Everybody wants to build money, get Mm -hmm. money. And we worship people who do. Mm -hmm. But in reality, what we found out is that a lot of people that we worship for being hyper successful, the rappers, the athletes, people like that, especially the musicians, really don't have that much money. Mm -hmm. And we worship the allure of having money versus people who actually have money. And one of the conversations that we were bringing up is that when you drive, when you're driving down the street, and you see like somebody driving, you know, a Rolls Royce or a Maserati, most of the times you're gonna see like a 50 year old man, a 60 year old woman who built wealth, mm-hmm. and then sometimes, obviously, they can be bad investors, but most of the, some, I would argue, most of the time, if they're that old, they can at least afford that kind of product. Mm-hmm. Because of the longevity of their careers and the wealth they accumulated. Yes. But then you meet a 20-year-old kid mm-hmm. who's driving a Rolls Royce or a, a Lamborghini. And nine times out of ten, he can't afford that. But because we're so fascinated by the outward the, the outward stuff, we're like, man, this dude's balling. When actually he's making a very poor financial decision. The same way you see people with $5,000 shoes, $10,000 handbags, stuff like that. $5,000 like, shoes. Like Balenciaga's. That's ridiculous. What? That's ridiculous. Uh, you know? And so we look at these people <laughs> and we're like, yo, this is so dope. 
But when we understand how money works, as because you, you were a financial advisor, that was your first career. I was in there. I was in the. I was in the game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we've learned that these decisions are very, very poor decisions, and are actually not a sign of having wealth, but a sign of actually being in a very poor financial position or setting yourself up to be in a poor financial position. I mean, yeah, if you look at it in like a, a financial like financial way at it, if you buy a car mm-hmm. and you as soon as you drive along. Off the lot, it depreciates like, yeah. instantly. Versus if you buy the right property, obviously it supposed to appreciates in value, and then that's a good investment decision. Um, but I mean, it it's it's so many different layers to financial decisions. Yeah, and financial behaviors is really a key part of it as well. Um, I mean, like I said. It's so many layers. It's just not as simple as people think it is mm-hmm. and why people make the decisions that they do. People have shopping additions. I mean, it's yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. But um, I would say most of the time that you see people that are splurging, mm-hmm. they're probably broke. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not me just hating. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, whoa, fam. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, let me see the tax return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the biggest thing that we wanted to do is in having this conversation, I think we asked people... Um, on the Patreon community, yeah. shout everybody on Patreon yes, once yes. more. What topic would they be? Would they want us to discuss the most? And yes. financial literacy, financial management, budgeting was mm-hmm. one of the top topics, and wealth accumulation. And so we wanted to really talk about and emphasize the importance of a longevity in wealth accumulation versus the short term flexing and flossing. That's just all vanity. And we also wanted to help, you know especially a lot of young men who are struggling in this area. Because one thing that I've learned is that wealth accumulation isn't built upon, built solely upon how much money you make. Mm-hmm. A lot of times your expenses really affect the wealth that you have. That's like the like foundation one-on-one. Exactly. But people don't know that. Everyone's yeah. obsessed with getting the six-figure job or, you know, the, Sounds good. That's what you know all doing. these things. But it's like, in the book, Millionaire Next Door, which is a fantastic book yes. I advise anybody to read if you haven't checked, done so already, it talks about so many guys who make like $90,000 a year who in their network are in the multi-millions yeah. because they've done some of the principles that you're going to talk us, talk us through and walk us through in this episode. So I'm really excited about this conversation. It's, it's something that what bothers me is that some, a lot of people won't watch it because it's not as sexy as the other episodes, yeah. but it's probably one of the most important things that young adults are going to need. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, <clears throat> I don't I don't understand why it wouldn't be sexy. I mean, it's it's really, you know, 45 minutes Make to an hour. Make it look sexy. Make it look sexy. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes an hour about you, your yeah. current state, and, and your future. And I'm sure you're going to get something out of this conversation, yeah. you know. And, and hopefully, uh, to the best of our ability, that we can communicate well and actually make people do actionable decisions and actually not just you know, here, then go one year out the other and continue doing the same thing. So I'm ready to rock and roll whenever you are. So before you begin, can you give people a bit of a background on, oh, on me? you? Yeah, with the finances, before okay. you try your credibility. I know, right? Before, to, they, before they try me. First to, of all, don't come for me. Try me, try me. Don't come for me. This is just this is just information, all right? I'm not giving you investment advice, so don't come try to sue me. Tell me <laughs> I, I told you to invest in Netflix. No, <laughs> i tell you that. Um... But background is, I went to the University of Houston. Shout out Cougs. Shout out Go Cougs. Uh, got my four-year degree in a bachelor, bachelor, my, a bachelor's administration in finance with a certified financial planning degree. 
Mm-hmm. So um, graduated, went to a, um, a full-time uh, financial planning firm. When I did that two years, uh, got a few series licenses where I was doing um, insurance, budgeting, foundation stuff, and investments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then under <clears throat> multiple CPA, not CPAs, uh, CFPs, um, that I was had the fortunate to be, you know, an apprentice to them, and they taught me a lot of things. Um, that's about it. So basically, after hundreds of meeting people that had no money to millionaires and being those meetings, uh, I'm confident to tell you about budgeting. Okay, okay. I'm confident to tell you about savings. Okay. I'm confident to tell you about um, debt and, and credit card debt, student loan debt. Um, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, it's confident. It's, I'm really, I'm ready. You okay. know, like I'm good. I'm good on uh, it. Yeah. It's okay. Dope. Uh, so is there any other credibility questions? Credible? Credible? No. Credible? It's, it's, we're it's we're good. good. Everybody's good in the room. And the dope part about <laughs> it is that I feel like, you know, while we could get an expert, quote unquote expert, whatever that means in the field, I think because we're, we're in most people's age range who mm-hmm. are in the beginning stages of building wealth like we can empathize and we know the questions that most people will have and we've experienced a lot of things personally that i would also be able to speak upon so i think it's a fun conversation having yeah, between yeah. us too definitely i mean and and people gotta understand <clears throat> that money is important and it is a marathon not a sprint and real and it's um and you have to get your foundation, just like a house, in yeah. order before anything. And that's what we're really going to be focused on. Um, the CFP, the Certified Financial Planning, uh, they use uh, this like this triangle pyramid. They talk about foundation at the bottom, and then on the right side, they talk about accumulation of wealth, and then estate planning and how you want to leave a legacy behind. Yeah. Most people need to really focus on foundation mm-hmm. to get to wealth accumulation, mm-hmm. which is the more sexy, yeah. you know, Ah, stocks, you know, yeah, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but people skip over the foundation and, and they get the wealth. Wax on, wax off, baby. And then boom, you you still broke, you yeah. know? So um, make sure, I mean, after you hear this and if you need to speak to a professional, you know, go do that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you, you don't come to me talking about I want your advice, hire me. Not, it's not happening. I'm, I'm, I'm completely out that field. I don't want that. Nope. Duh. Nope, don't do it. So... Um, yeah. I can talk to you as a friend, yeah. you know, but as far as you want to advice on my shall I invest in this, don't don't call me. Yeah. And That's I love it. the point that you brought up that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. Because what happens is like you look at people who have money now mm-hmm. and you don't understand that the money that you have now, for the most part, is irrelevant to what's gonna happen twenty twenty five years from now. Exactly. Like, like you can make you can go be going on tour making a hundred thousand dollars a month, right? But then if your expenses are $90,000 a month and then when you're 33 years old, you're freaking making $50,000 a month, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Because most people's expenses are going to be fixed that you're going to talk about later on. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be really important, guys, to realize that a lot of what you see about money is a lie and we really want to be able to pull um, the wool off your eyes to be able to let people know exactly how to create the best decisions possible. So without further ado, <laughs> go ahead. Go uh, ahead. I would say I, I would say I'm gonna switch it up and go to um a different direction. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna I would say start with your balance sheet first. Okay. Um 
And balance sheets is is it something where you try to find your net worth. Assets minus liabilities equal your net worth. Okay, what's an asset? What is an asset? Uh, not those. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you yeah if you went to DR and got an asset, that's not count. All right, anyway, um, but yeah, asset is something where it's like it's tangible money. You know, you have like whatever's in your bank account is an asset. Um, your car is an asset. Your house is an asset. Like all those things are things where it's a positive look on your balance sheet. If that makes sense. And then liabilities is anything that you owe money, basically. Yeah. So you have what you own and what you owe. Uh, so you can put cash on the asset side, what you have in cash, what you have in your 401k, what you have in your investment accounts. Um, you can even put prices on your what you think your clothes is worth, what you think all your personal materials is worth, what you think your car is worth, and whatever that number is, is what you have in assets. So assets is basically anything that you tangibly own. Basically. Okay. So how do you feel about um, Rich Dad's idea about- Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah. Great. His idea where he said an asset is anything that gives you money, and a liability is anything that takes away your money. It, yeah, it's true, but yeah. I think if you're trying to figure out how much your net worth is, okay. I feel like you kind of have to know that number as well. Okay, cool. That's cool. where that's where that. Uh, okay, but yeah, I mean, Rich so, Dad Poor Dad. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's um, amazing. He's CPFP, all that stuff. So, yeah. not disagreeing with him, but I think if you're trying to figure out what your net worth is, okay. you got to have a number there. So, asset anything that you personally own. So, yeah. a leased car wouldn't be an asset. No, if you if you lease a car, if you rent a car. Mm-hmm. No, you do okay. not own the car. If you rent a home, that's not an asset. That's not an asset. Okay, cool. Anything no. that you tangibly own is yes, an asset. Yeah. Cool. You no, you no. You have a tenant, and you have to go <laughs> to somebody. Yeah, no, you don't own it. Y'all don't own your apartment. And a liability is what? Basically, what you owe. Okay. So debt, credit card debt, student loan debt, car note. It could be um all those things is basically what um a liability is. Okay. So wherever that. Asset is what that number is, and that liability is you minus that, yeah, and that is your net worth, yeah. And majority of people in America have a negative net worth, especially young adults, cause especially because the student loans alone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Lord Jesus, yeah, yeah I don't even want to talk about it, but yeah, we have yeah. to. Uh, so I figure out, I, I figured that is a perfect place to start because you want to get to a positive net worth as soon as possible. So, real quick, so you're saying that. Because of student loans, I'm sorry, because most people have a negative net worth, if somebody does that number right now, they pause the episode, they write down their assets, they they subtract their liabilities, and they're in the negatives to not be alarmed because it's okay. No, yeah, yeah. It's like, I want to say, the last time I looked at it, this was probably 2017, 2018, uh, it was like, it was either 3% or 7%. Uh, of people in America has a positive network. Okay. So no, don't don't feel bad. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I have a negative. Like, don't yeah, feel yeah, bad. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. don't feel bad. But I think it's but the a, goal should be to get to a positive. Obviously, one. Okay, I think great. it's 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 okay to like if you. It's like working out. You want to see how much you weigh. Yeah. And get to a goal. So okay. if you want to see, uh, it's it's basically just like a, a tracking device. Like yeah. my like my net worth is negative ten thousand. Like I want to be to negative five thousand by next year. Okay, like that, that it's a tracking device. That's, good. That's why I said I, I want to start there first. That's great. Um, to so you can see exactly where you're at today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once that is done, um, then that's why I say you gotta look at your budget. Mm. And this is like, I pause just so y'all can listen. This is the most important thing in foundation to me is budgeting. Mm. Um. Why you ask that? Why? 
is it most important, Christopher Jordan? Because you can make all the money in the world, mm. but if you expend it all the time, guess what? You're going to be broke. Exactly. You're going to be broke. So basically you're saying that if, if you're a doctor ah. and you're making $400,000 a year, everyone yes. looks at you like, oh my gosh, oh you're my awesome. God. You're, you're, you, got you, the, you probably got the house. Yep. You probably got the car. Mm-hmm. You probably got the clothes. Yeah. You probably got all the material things you want. But then your expenses are four hundred and ten thousand dollars a year. You're broke. You're broke easily. So we're so when we think about wealth for so long, we've thought about how much they make, make. but we don't ever decide how much their expenses is and their budget because the expenses overweigh the amount of money they make. They're broke versus somebody who is a teacher and her and her husband together make like eighty thousand dollars a year, but their expenses are forty thousand. They're on the path to creating real long-term wealth. Yeah, you have you have so much more surplus than the the doctor that makes four hundred thousand. Yeah. You have a lot more capabilities to do: invest, yeah. travel, and I mean, it, we have to really figure out why people want to spend all this money and have all these material things. Because it could be something where it's internal, where mm-hmm. they feel like, man, I need all this thing to make myself feel good. Yeah. Or it could be for other people. Yeah. You know, Gary talk. Gary be talking about all the time. Yeah. Stop trying to impress these fucking people. <laughs> So that, yeah, and yeah. that's so much truth because yeah, like yeah. people would just like spend 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 mm-hmm. just to get a- approval or appreciation mm-hmm. from others and it like you no matter how much money you make if you don't have the discipline to really stop yourself and live within your means you will always struggle mm-hmm. like you will always struggle with money no matter how much money you make it's not like oh like if I make a hundred thousand dollars I'll know what to do no you wouldn't you still yeah. act a fool like. So I that, think that's, that's a really what we good have to point. Do. That's a great point. I love that point because a lot of people don't realize that though people get raises at times in their career, what also happens is their expenses go exactly. up. You know, so you might get a three percent raise that might take you from a hundred thousand dollars to was that a hundred and three thousand dollars. <laughs> I think I did my math right. You know, so you get a little three percent raise. Yeah. But then what ends up happening is then you get like, uh. Bigger, a bigger house, yeah. a more expensive car. So with the expenses, with your bottom line dollar has gone up, so as the expenses have went up, exactly. and you end up being broke. So with the budgeting, it's something that I've realized, and it's a really, really dope game. It's a game? It's a game. Game, game. On Rich Dad, Poor Dad's website called Cashflow. It's a super fun game. And it's a game where you can actually, like, pick a, like, they pick, you give you careers at random, and they let you see, like, how can you get to a point of financial freedom? We'll talk more about it later, what that really means. But you get to pick a bunch of different careers. And what you find out in the game is that a lot of times, the more money you make, the harder it is to be financially free mm-hmm. because of all the expenses that come with exactly. a lot of these high-end careers. Exactly. Versus the lower-end careers, if you budget correctly, even if you're making sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year, you can receive financial freedom way mm-hmm. faster. Exactly. But I just turn it back to you. I <laughs> Thank you, Hafiz. I appreciate it. Take it away. Um, but yeah, I think people have to look at, at exactly what they're making. Uh, it could be, you either look at the gross, gross income or net income. Gross is much easier. Net, you got to take away, you know, taxes and stuff if you want to do all that. And really figure out what are your fixed expenses. So what would you use? Would you would you start off with people going gross or would you start off by going net? Uh, I mean, if you... It's easier to do gross, obviously. Um, net, you just have to calculate and yeah. figure out how much. Like, what's your pay period? Is it once a month? Is it biweekly? Is yeah. it semi like semi monthly? All those are different numbers. And they could be different things. What and would you advise? 
is a is the best way to deter, to create a healthy budget. Would you advise people to use gross or would you advise them to use net? They have to look at their pay stub. Okay. So the pay stub, if it's if it's a if you're if you get four pay stubs and the number that's being taken out of your check is the same, mm-hmm. then you can you can use net. Okay. So if 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 you getting charged two hundred dollars a month or each paycheck because of uh, social security, yeah. then that's much easier to calculate. Yeah. But if it, all those numbers are different, yeah. then that now I would say just use gross because okay. that's not a whole math that you, yeah. it probably messed up somewhere. So if you have a consistent paycheck and yes. let's say you have you get fifteen hundred every two weeks. Yes. So that means you're gonna get three thousand mm-hmm. dollars a month and mm-hmm. that's thirty six hundred dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So that you can be able to budget accordingly to how on much? the net. Yes. Awesome. Then do that. But if your numbers change and all and it's a lot of math, just use gross. And yeah. you can you can estimate the best way you can. Cool. And then you gotta figure out what your fixed um expenses are. Okay. Rent. How much is So what money? is a fixed expense? What does that Something mean? Something that doesn't change. So an expense that does not change. Yes. Okay. Now whatever an that Example is, of that would be rent. Rent. That's a good example. Car note is a good car example. Note. Um car insurance is a good example. Minimum car payments. Okay. Or minimum car yeah, minimum uh credit card payments. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, hopefully you're paying your credit card. Cell we'll phone. Phone bill. Okay. All those things are fixed. Yeah. Expensive. They shouldn't change. Mm-hmm. Um and then you have to figure out what your um, your variable expenses are. Okay. Food. What's a variable expense? Food. Okay. How much you spend on food? So things that can potentially change. Exactly. Things like, that you kind of have more control of. Like gas. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, gas, it, it depends. How fees you... It's Zulu. He never... He's just Zulu? Finally, yes. What the crap is the Zulu he's, one? He's... I complained, Zulu? I complained to him for not calling me. Hold on a second. Zulu. Yo. <laughs> man, get this man hey, out of here. Uh, we recording right now. Bye. I'll call you back. It's all Bye. Good. <laughs> I love him, but man, nah, he, well, he's too big for no reason. Just a huge, angry. It's not angry anymore. Man. Fruit snack eater. <laughs> he's just ridiculous, though. All right, back to he him, said sorry. he's not angry anymore. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, you kind of have more control over. It. Okay. Um, so gas, it might be a little iffy if you have a long, you know, commute or whatever. Yeah. Um, but entertainment, yeah. popping bottles. Fellas, relax, you know, um, anything that you can basically say, no shopping, oh, ladies, shoes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Y'all want to buy bonnets and what? I don't know. I don't know what y'all be buying, you know, makeup, Sephora, Fenty. You know, Fenty is ridiculous, though. Hey, fellas, if you want to wait to a woman's heart, buy Fenty. Easy. (laughs) That's probably the only advice I really want to (laughs) But, um... Yeah, so that's and and once you look at that and really take in exactly um, how like where's your fixed expenses, what's your variable expenses, then you can really determine okay, what can I change, what can I do better, especially in that variable uh, sense. And once you identify that, then that's why I would say you can go into saving. Like, how much can you save accurately? Yeah. Because people, you can save, and um, and what I mean by save is like you have to save and not touch it. Yeah. Save and not touch it. Because people, people will have a checking account. Yeah. People have a savings account. Yeah. But if you touching your savings account. Like rainy day, not touch it? I mean, like, don't touch it. Like, like rainy ever? day, when when you need it. But oh, I'm talking about people have a savings account. I saved $50, $100 a week. Well, did you touch it last week? Yeah, I took $70 out of it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So you're, so you're saying don't touch unless it's a rainy day or something I mean, disaster. you actually need it. Yes. Like, you, like blown tire yes. you know things like that but 
You want to transfer $70 over just because you ain't have, you know, just because you about to go out? Yeah. That's not what the savings account is there mm. for. So saving days, saving a savings account, a, simply a rainy day account that in case of emergency, break glass. But you yes. shouldn't be breaking glass when you just need something to yeah, catch the gla- Yeah, stop breaking the glass. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a, you have a glorified checking account. Yeah. If, and people, and people will understand what that means if, if they're actually doing that. They know if they're really saving that. And then a lot of people, uh, you have to ask yourself and really figure out what is the best way for you to save and not touch it. Yeah. Some people have, uh, they go to different banks where you can only walk into the bank and pull the cash out. Mm-hmm. Some people have online savings account when you can't get it for like three days or something mm-hmm. or two to like whatever limit they put themselves on. Yeah. You know, you really have to figure out that discipline. Mm-hmm. And I always used to tell my clients, especially that were single, yeah, young, either in college, about to graduate college yeah. or been working and you really just don't have too many big responsibilities. Yeah. Do not stop saving until you reach $10,000. Okay. Point blank period. Okay. If you're married, that's different. You got to go way boy, way above 10000 but that's a different conversation. Okay. But if you're single, mm-hmm. you're a man or a woman, you're in the working place, do not stop saving okay. until you reach $10,000. All right, real quick. Let's, let's backtrack it real and that's, quick. I don't care what your budget is. Ten. God dang it. So let's say... Right now, somebody has found their, um, you said net income, net income, oh, okay, right? Yes, yes. Their net income. So they they figured out, like I said, they make $1,500 a week after taxes, after Social Security, after Medicaid, and that's consistent every, I mean, $1,500 every other week. So twice, I mean, twice a month, you're getting a check of $1,500. That's $3,000 a month. So that means that month, they have $3,000 to spend. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, in, that's the income on yes. one side. Yes. And then you subtract your income by your fixed expenses yes. plus your variable expenses. Yes. So if your fixed expenses is $1,700 and your variable expenses is $1,300, mm-hmm. that would equal to $3,000. Yes, but so, I, hopefully that's not the case. So so <laughs> what if that's the case? If someone did if, the math right now, they found out their net income, they subtracted that by their variable inc- variable expenses plus their fixed expenses, and they're at zero. Yeah. What do you suggest now? Got to. I have to see exactly what the numbers is. If it's in the fix, then that's a huge conversation. Okay. You know, that's what's, a what's move back home comment. Like, your if your rent is eleven hundred dollars out of three thousand, then yeah. you know that's a different conversation. Okay. If most of your money is spent on variable, then it's like okay, that's money we can change. Yeah. Don't eat out as much. Yeah. Don't go out as much. Don't like like variable. You have control over yeah. not spending. But if your rent, car note, bills are, you know, if that's twenty five hundred out of three thousand, then it's gonna be a lot tougher for you. So, you, so what's a healthy spot? So, how much percentage should your fixed income be to your, um, I'm sorry, your fixed expenses be to your income? To me, really between. That twenty five to like forty, right? Even forty is pushing it to me. Okay. The closer you can get to twenty five and forty with all of that combined, yeah. And I think it can happen. Yeah. I, th- I, you thought, want I thought. I thought. I thought home alone should be no higher than thirty. Home alone. Yeah. That's why I said. No, I said all of it, like like all the fixed ex- expenses. Like car no. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think I think we have to figure out what's really. This is where this financial behavior comes into play because okay. a lot of people are different. And I'm sure that that number that you found in Rich Dad, Poor Dad or whatever uh, book online thing that you found, 
that's what you know people would they would tell people but mm-hmm. honestly in the real world it's so much harder for people to do that okay that's why I say like if you're if you're making three thousand and you're a like a young lady mm-hmm. and you're you to reach that twenty five percent in the rent you have to live in a terrible neighborhood. Mm. It's like is your daughter gonna live in a terrible neighborhood? Wants your daughter to live in a terrible neighborhood? Mm-mm. That's where that's where that whole conversation okay, comes sense. into. That makes sense. So that's where it's like maybe you need to move back home. Yeah, type thing. You know, or you maybe you need to find a roommate mm-hmm. or multiple roommates to uh, to really get to that number. Um, that's where that's why I'm saying like all this stuff is so really hard to just say generalized because everybody's situation is different yeah. and people have smaller appetites than others. You yeah. know. People can stay home for 10 years and be just fine. Yeah. You know, my sister did that. My sister paid off all of her debt, you know, in like five years because she did because she could stomach being home. Yeah. I can't stomach being yeah, home. Yeah, I yeah. want to be, I'm young, wild, yeah, and free. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. want my mom like, where you going? Yeah. No, Shonda, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah, like, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's it, it really depends on the person. That's why yeah. I'm saying it's so hard to really even yeah. give a number because every situation is different. But would you say that there's a number of like this makes no sense? Like if you're yeah. there no matter for the most part, this makes no sense. Like if yeah. you're if your home is 45% of how much you Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, okay. yeah that doesn't make any sense. Especially cool. if you have other like other bills. Okay. If you're just paying for a home, you can maybe make it work, yeah. but um if you like you said, I know the most the biggest mistakes I've seen especially people young people is they get an apartment, they'll buy a car, and then the student loans student loans come in six months. Okay. And then they'll left with less than ten percent of their money after that. So That's let's, like let's do that mistake. math real quick. So let's say somebody's bringing in three thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. right? So they get an apartment, and the apartment is a thousand dollars. Let's just yeah, and that's a, that's a decent apartment. That's a, that's in Houston. a decent yeah. In Houston, that's decent. A, apartment's a thousand dollars, and then you get a car. Car yeah. note is four hundred. We'll do we add, do we add insurance on that? You got to. So unless your parents are paying for so it. So that's one fifty for insurance. So right now you're fifty. It might be more than that. It depends on what kind of car you get. Okay, so let's just go, let's, be, let's be decent. One fifty yeah. for insurance. Okay. So right now you're fifteen fifty. Yep. And you have your your student loans. Let's say student loans are four fifty. Okay. Right. So right now already you're at two thousand dollars. Yep. So already on your fixed expenses you're at two thousand dollars out yep. of three thousand dollars. Yep. Are they in a good spot or not? No. Why not? Because um, most of your money is already in fixed. We mm-hmm. haven't even talked about food. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about saving. We haven't talked about um, none of those things mm-hmm. at all because like mo- majority of your money is going to either rent, which is already bad in itself in a financial decision. Yeah. Um, and then you're paying for a car that's in a financial decision, losing money. Yeah. Uh, and then student loan debt, you know, you got to pay that. Your credit yeah. score going to be bad. So that's also a loss, even though you get that back on your taxes, but... You oh, barely get it. You, and people I mean, use yeah, it, and you it, barely get anything but that's back. But that's a good version of good debt to have yeah. in student loan. Yeah. Like, um, so I don't want to... Dis- I mean, it is a discouraging number, obviously. Yeah. But at least you get something back. But anyways... Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't say that's a good spot. Yeah, because it's tough. A thousand dollars a month to just spend, you know, thirty days. Yeah, I mean, what you? I mean, shoes cost how much now? <laughs> yeah, you want some shoes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. want to eat out? You people eat out? Every, I know I eat out every day. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that's what at least ten to fifteen dollars a day. At least. Yeah, you times that by thirty. <laughs> I, exactly. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. not. It's no. It's not yeah. a good good number yeah. at all. Yeah. Um. 
And then one of the things you talked about previously was how, in your opinion, buying a new car is one of the worst finances Don't do young it. adults yeah, make. Yeah, if you, if you just graduate college. Why? Because it's going to put you in a bad financial bind. Okay. And like, it's, especially, to me, it's right after college. Mm-hmm. If you if you graduate in 2019, mm-hmm. you do not buy a car at least four or five years after you graduate. Because mm-hmm. you have to save and stack. Yeah. You have to. And you have to really handle um, your budget and really know how to work with your money. Because I know you spent five years in college. Yeah. You deserve this. I deserve your it. Your car is broke down. Yeah. Like, Chris, you don't understand. Yeah. Every time I stop, the car cuts off. I yeah. have to cut it back on on the, on the, red, on the green lights. You know, and then I, stop it. I, I get all that. Yeah, I've been yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah. I've been through it. But um, that is a terrible, terrible decision. Because, I mean, insurance is going to kill you, especially if you're a young man. Yeah. If you're a young man, and I mean, and you buy, like, a Dodge Challenger, <laughs> oh, my God. Your insurance is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw all your money's gonna go in the rent and the car and the insurance. Yeah, and then you're gonna yeah. be looking at me like, what do I do? Yeah. I'm like, I, it's tough. And a, and a really good thing about, so I actually bought a car, I think it was four years, hold on, three years after I graduated college. Worst slash best decision I ever made. Worse because before that, no, worse because of how much I gotta pay for it. Yep. Uh, even though I had, did get a 0.9% APR, which is fantastic. Which is ridiculous. Uh, That's crazy. That's crazy. It was fantastic. Um, but well, the reason why it works is I, I don't like paying for it. <laughs> it was amazing because I had like a 92 before then. <laughs> Am I a 92? A 92. 92 yeah. was horrible. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And the reason why I think it was a bad decision was because I could have done three things that would have saved me so much. I did one, but I should have did two more other things. First thing. I wanted a brand new car. Let's say it's 2019 right now. You don't need a 2019 model. Yeah. For the most part, unless they actually like did a whole rebrand on the on the body and all this type of stuff. The the model before is like four thousand, five thousand dollars cheaper. Yeah. And it's the same exact thing. Yeah. So if it's 2019 now, you don't need a 2019. You actually get the 2018. It's basically the same exact car, yeah. and you save yourself a lot of money. And then on top of that. You can buy the car used slash new because there's people that you and I both know who buy cars. They drive it for a month. They realize they can't afford it or something happens. They move jobs and they sell it. Yeah. So there's cars on the lot. It's a 2018 freaking Nissan Maxima with like 4,000 miles on it. And they're selling it because, like you said, when you drive it off the lot, it loses 30% of its value. Yeah. So it's 30% cheaper and it only has maybe 1,000 or 2,000 miles on it. Yeah. So. I understand because my mindset was I wanted a new car because I didn't want to have all the issues with my old car. And a lot of people do that. And a lot of people do and I And I respect that and understand that. But one thing that I've said is that, like I said, you can find a lot of cars that have under 5,000 miles, which is amazing, that are barely used for a month. And you can buy it for about 40% the price of the brand new car. Exactly. It's a fantastic deal. 40% off? That's an amazing deal. Probably not forty percent, but you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I get you. Nah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's so hard, and, and that's why, like, in like the industry is so tough because it's so hard to just say blanket statements when everybody's situation is different. Yeah. You know, like I said, Cause give me a situation where buying a car would be so would wise we wise when you ain't when you ain't when you ain't got no car and you have to commute an hour away or if they have sense. no student loans or they have no student loans yeah. and you can actually afford it yeah. and then that's where leasing can come into involve like you can lease, lease to buy is a great idea people don't people are sleep on lease to buy that's what I'm saying so it's, it's a it's a lot 
it really just depends on people's situation. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to. And that's why I always say, like, go talk to somebody that's, like, doing this and have experience because they can guide you, like, um, your, your, I mean, your, your father, your mother, your brother, cousin, second cousin, they may not know what they're talking about. So a lot of people, you kind of, it's like going to the doctor. You go to the doctor, you see professional help, go hire a financial advisor or go talk to somebody and really figure out exactly what you can do and what makes sense for your case. Not from what your parents did, and not what you for your sister did, or whatever. But what's best for you? Yeah. And Lord, and when y'all combine households, I don't. Even, I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. It's because it's, it's it's so much it's so much goes on in uh in the money world. Yeah. Um, but once you figure out all your expenses, you have to ask yourself: Do you have a surplus or a deficit? And before we jump into that, Christopher, let's go ahead and. Thank our next sponsor, guys. The Roommates is brought to you by our new sponsor over at Wix. Yes, Wix.com. Wix is a website creation platform with thousands of amazing templates where you can customize anything with no coding skills required. You can build, design, and create a great website to attract new customers, promote your brand, or simply to share your creative skills. I know if you guys have been on YouTube. And you saw those little commercials like, I created a dope website using Wix. Let me show you how. You need to give us one of those commercials. They man. do really. I honestly, uh, like, hit me up. We'll schedule something. But yeah, guys, Wix is a super dope place. A lot of you guys, um, if you're creating a brand, if you're starting a blog, if you want to write a book, whatever you may be, people go on Google.com and they search you. And the first thing that they want to see is it, to define you being professional is if you have a website. So if they search the roommates and they see the roommates don't got no website, a lot of times people may not take you seriously. Not at all. So the dope thing about Wix is it's so simple, even a caveman can do it. Ooh. Shout out Geico. Yeah, all right. You want some sponsors, Geico, hit us uh, up. Apparently, <laughs> apparently. What's so, going on? So guys, Wix is really easy. It's simple. We created our website using Wix, and I'm telling you, it's it's fun. It, it really helps promote your brand. So I would highly advise you guys, if you haven't done so already, Create your website, even just for yourself, you know, yeah. like for your own personal brand. Like show off your talents to the world by creating your very own website using the Wix services. And, and join the millions of people who have already created a website on Wix today with a special offer just for the roommate's family. Aww. They love us. Guys, get 10% off your next website off of Wix. That is right. Wix is offering the roommate's family to, um, 10% off using the offer code roommates at checkout. So go ahead, go sign up at Wix.com, create your website, and then during checkout, use the offer code roommates and get 10% off. Again, go to Wix.com, use the offer code roommates, get 10% off, create your super dope website. And hey, when you guys create your website, send it to Chris and I, and we're going to start shouting out some of these websites. So you create a website, use it on Wix, use the offer code, get your 10% off. We're going to shout your website out and show it off on the podcast moving forward. Boom. So, Chris, what is a surplus and what is a deficit? <clears throat> a surplus is after you lay out all your uh, your incomes. Mm-hmm. It could be more than one income. Hey, shout out. Shout out multiple streams of income. And then all your expenses and you have a positive number, mm-hmm. that's a surplus. If you do that and you have a negative number, then that's a deficit. Mm-hmm. So, you really have to ask yourself, where's your money going? And uh, and really figure out how can if you're in a deficit how can you get to a surplus? If you are in a surplus and it's only like a hundred dollars, 
or fifty dollars, that also needs to grow go uh uh grow as well. So I would say, whatever money you bringing in, if you can get to twenty percent surplus, that's after savings. That's after you know. Uh, spend on student loans like after all your expenses after your 401k contributions all those things if you get to around 20% surplus yeah woo so going back to the we point we can do some damage if you're making $3,000 a month and you end up with a 20% surplus you should be at least $600 mm-hmm. surplus exactly so my question to you is in regards to savings what is a healthy savings percentage that people should be at or, or shoot for each month Depends on the person. Depends on the person. Generally speaking. 10%. 10%. You also tie 10%. But <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but no, yeah, and that's a good one. Stefan yeah, yeah. is Stefan's a huge He's part re- of tithing. Really, really. And then tithing to me yeah. can mean a lot of different things. You yes, know, real. and you can tie to a church or you can tie to a person, you can tie to different organizations, whatever it is. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, but you know. No, I no, I believe yeah, in that yeah, as yeah. well. Cool. I, I believe in giving is yeah. to, giving. To, yeah. Period. Giving ten percent. Um, so yeah, yeah, you can do a lot of damage with that. That six hundred dollars. You can add more to savings. You know, you can add to your vacation. You can add to more to your debt. You know, whatever it is, um, whatever your goals are. Like I said, it all depends on the person. You can do a lot of damage with that extra six hundred dollars. And do you have a budgeting template? That people can use to be able to determine this. I can get one. I don't have it on me. I have to find it because my some my laptop went. It committed suicide. Yeah. But I can find. I can get one and okay. definitely do that. And then it's like it's a lot of other apps out there. Mint.com is the one I used to uh, I use, and it was really good. Even your own banking app. If you have a major banking, they should have a budget tracker finder, and they and they may actually be better since they are tracking your transactions anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you know, mint.com budget, there's other apps out there that you can use and they'll, you have to sign up and all that stuff. And, and they're usually free. Okay. Um, and then also <clears throat> I think people need to find an accountability partner as well. Mm, that's real. Just like, like I said, just like you working out is some, I don't know how you are, but me, I work out so much better when I work out with somebody. Well, that's why you always ask me to work out with you. He doesn't need me. He doesn't understand me. I mean, I, I'm needy. Anyway, uh, but uh, um, yeah. So most people, if it's if it's hard enough, it's okay to find an accountability partner, and y'all can really uh, that can be your significant other, that can be your best friend, whatever, and y'all can really work on um, figuring out a best way to do you know with your money. Okay. So yeah, I mean, so I think let's see. I'm trying to figure out. Make sure. Don't don't judge me. I gotta make sure I get everything. So, oh my god! Make sure go you figure out if you, before you make a decision on buying something, what is a want versus what is a need. Break that down for us. Oh my god! This is like the biggest question. It's like, do I want these Balenciaga shoes mm-hmm. or do I need these Balenciaga shoes? Yeah. Do you have to buy an outfit every time you go out? A full outfit. Hats and shit. <laughs> I do not know what you are talking nah, about, Christian. <laughs> I'm telling you, this boy Hafiz got like a Zara rewards program. <laughs> <laughs> Reward program. So my question to you is that: Should you budget that? Should you have a, an allowance budget for yourself for these certain yes, items? Yeah, I mean, my thing is, you definitely earned your money, so yeah. I definitely want you to enjoy your money, like you said, within your means. Yeah, you know, like most people. Like like I said, you can. I have no problem with buying stuff. You yeah. can buy clothes, you can buy shoes, you can buy all the stuff you want. 
long if you have like a hundred dollars or something like man, I'm gonna buy something a hundred dollars. You if you really trying to get your wardrobe together, you got to figure out, man, where the best way I can spend this hundred dollars? Am mm-hmm. I gonna spend it on multiple different locations to get multiple different things, or am I gonna buy these one shoes for the month and I'm done? Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to figure out whatever that number is and really just you know see if you can bargain for different things because. I mean, I'm trying to dress better and I buy a piece at a time. I don't mm-hmm. buy a whole outfit. I ain't mm-hmm. going to the mannequin but like, <laughs> you know, page number two. No, I'm not doing that. So it's yeah. really, you got to buy pieces at a time to really come up with different words. Or people think it's just a whole shopping spree and you just blow the whole freaking bonus. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it really, like I said, it really depends. All this stuff is so, it just depends yeah. on exactly what people's situation is. But yes, you can add that into your budget. Yeah. But you have to know, you know, it'll take away from something. Yeah. You know, if you want to dress better and you want to spend a lot of money on clothes, maybe move back home. Yeah. Get, get rid of your rent. You got $1,000 to blow, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it really depends on what you want to do. So, I, I, I absolutely love everything that you shared. And to me, I think when it comes to the allowance portion, because basically what you're describing is you should spend money. You worked for it. You should at least enjoy it. Right. Yes, I don't want you to be. I'm not saying that you should be miserable. Yeah, I'm saying it should be in the budget. But you should put it in the budget, and it should be respectable. It should be right? reasonable. Yes. So, it, so for example, if you know you have a thousand dollars of rent, five hundred dollar car note, a thousand dollars student loans, you no. can't have a thousand dollars of allowance yeah, to you, be able to buy you, you stuff. Can't do that. Then no. you're gonna, especially if you're making three thousand dollars a and month. Because that's how I know you're using credit cards, and we don't even give you The average American have four credit cards. I feel four. That's crazy. That's ridiculous, though. I have one. I have one. Yeah. People, but you understand, people don't understand what credit cards are. What are credit cards, Christopher Jordan Below? You want to go to Best Buy, you want to buy a laptop, and they'd be like, yeah, you get 30% off, you apply for this card. Oh, yeah, I do that. That's a credit card. Okay. You know, so all the Victoria's Secret cards, Macy's, yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. all those cards where they give you a line of credit where you have to pay off at a later time or in certain months or installments are all credit cards and they're mm-hmm. all liabilities. That's why like it's not like major bank like Bank of America Chase Wells Fargo's card. It'll be one of the random you know Best Buy or something that you <clears throat> you bought and you can get a discount if you apply for this card. Mm. Um, so that's where people get trapped too, especially uh the women. The women. The they women love get, they, to, they, man, they love to splurge. They, I mean, them Macy cards, boy. I mean, but they been so what what I'm constantly seeing is like. You have to have so much discipline to be able to live according to your means. Discipline is, is the biggest thing. So and knowing knowing your financial behavior, knowing yourself, and and being disciplined into following that yeah. is the biggest thing. So one thing that I've I've noticed is I have a question for you. Let's and, and I, I'm using that three thousand dollar monthly income because I want to give people a good tangible number to use and to argue with. That's right. So are you a, propo- a proponent of save first? Yes. Okay. So what you're saying is you get your check. Uh-huh. You got $3,000 a month. Uh-huh. Automatically take 10% out of it. Yes. So that'll be $300 taken out immediately. Yes. Or 150 each check. 150 each check. Yes. Or you know, let's, let's just yeah, say you got fine. paid once a month. $3,000. Boom. And you go ahead and put that in the bank. Yes. Don't touch that unless it's an emergency. Unless, Break mm-hmm. the glass. <clears throat> so now we have $2,700 to work with. What do I do next? Let's say, would you advise people to tie the next ten percent? Mm, <clears throat> yeah, or you like you can break it down to per week. Okay, I mean, you, I mean, you go to church every week. I mean, okay. so if, you can do that. So let's say you tie the next. T- t- so do you tie 
the 10% of your net or 10% of your expenses minus your... 10% of your net. Cool. So then you tied another 10%, which is another $300. So now now I'm at $2,400, right? So then my question is, what do I... Then I pay my fixed expenses next. Yes. So then you have to deduct all the fixed expenses. So Mm -hmm. let's say we deduct apartment minus $1,000. So now we're at $1,400. Yep. We deduct a car note minus $400. Now we're at $1,000. Mm-hmm. Then we deduct car insurance as minus $150. Yep. Now we're at $850. Yep. Now we deduct student loans. And yep. now we're at $400. Minus $450. So now that's a lot of people in America. And now we're at $400. Yeah. But so, then when you... Like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You got, you so got now we're at $400. And your point is now you have food to pay for. Yep. Now you have gas. Yep. Now you have... um. Other things you that got, make, you want to date dates, yep. you know. So now you have what hundred dollars? Enough? Fifty dollars? Zero dollars? No, we're we're, so we're in a negative. So my question: If we're in a negative, what do we do? We take out of the savings? Do we take out the tithing? What do you suggest? This, and that's a lot of people. That's where a lot of people are at. Yeah. So people don't save. Okay. That's what people do. They don't save. Mm-hmm. That three hundred dollars you get right back into you. Yeah. People don't tithe. That other three hundred dollars go right back into it, and or they use credit cards, mm. and that's how the credit cards start stacking, 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 mm. because they fixed expenses are high. So if the fixed expenses are extremely high, what can I do to lower these fixed expenses? So my question that's is, like, I mean, that's a hard question to answer. Okay, so my question is, what do you tackle first? So let's say I'm in an I'm in a deficit, right? I did all the expenses, I took my income, I minus it by the fixed and variable expenses. I'm in a deficit. Do I do I tackle the variable first or do I tackle the fixed first? Depends on Depends. what the number is. Generally speaking, obviously we're generally speaking. In America, I would I would say attack the fixed first. Okay. Um, because I know people get apartments, I know people get these car car notes, um, and then variable. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, like it's hard to really attack fixed because people have to wait. Eight months to get break their lease, or you know they may be upside down on, they, on their car, so it, it doesn't make financial. What does sense. upside down on car mean? Basically, it means you're paying for the car of you're paying money to the car, and it's not worth as much as you're paying. So if you're if you owe twenty five thousand dollars on your car and it's only worth twenty thousand, then you're upside down on the car. Makes perfect sense. Um, so financially, that's not a wise decision to mm-hmm. you know sell the car, then you lost all your money. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Uh. So that's why I said it's so hard to really yeah. fight that. Because most people probably have to wait to break their lease. And most people can't do that to their car. And then, um, so that's why I would say go to variable next. Mm-hmm. Um, and see which way you can lower your variable expenses. Might because have to cut out the movie budget. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the pop bottle budget. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because to me, I, I'm I'm naturally a conservative conservative guy. I'm not, I'm never going to tell you don't save. Yeah. You know? Um and but I do want you to make sure you can eat at night. Yeah. So you make like you have to make a a wise decision. But yeah. um, that's where most people are in America. It's just like after everything is my fixed and variable, and even saving is gone. Ignore me. Oh, okay. But I don't know. What <laughs> I <have to> do. <laughs> uh, they'll they'll come down to like, man, I really don't have that much money to spend. Not even spend, just it. Eat and, yeah. and to really live a comfortable lifestyle. I, I mean, it's so tough because people go to college. Mm-hmm. This is the American dream. Yeah. You got your degree. You got your job. You're working at Google. You're doing all these things. And you feel like you're struggling just as bad 
as in college. Yeah. You know, this is what this is where I'm supposed to be. And that's where the younger dope blues come in. Because mm. it sucks, you yeah. know. And then now you working so hard to get a raise, you know, and people were like, man, start, you know, researching Gary Vee and trying to find different sources of income yeah. and people stressing themselves out and all kinds of things. And that's why people are so freaking angry all the time. And so what I even add dating into <laughs> So what you suggest is one of the best things to help yourself is to budget and to get in the surplus. That's, a that's very, the best thing, man. Yes. Because like I think money is the root of all evil if we want to go into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's something about financially freedom that you like, man, I, I'm going to swipe this card and I do not have to check my bank account. Like, yeah. I know this is good. Yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's something where I feel like it gives you a such a better mind state to actually tackle other goals you want to want to do. If you yeah. want to build a business, if you want to get married, you want to do all these things, like having that financial stress on you yeah. is not making you the best person that you can be. So I know that money and people doing well with their money tend to do better in other things because it's a less stressful thing they have to deal with. You know, and I feel like it's it's one it's a hard decision to make, but it's one decision that can catapult you into the future. No, I definitely agree. And so let's say somebody right now did the math, they realize that they're in a, you know, deficit, they're, they're they want to save, they want to build wealth, they want to do all these things. What are some things that you suggest to people to help them? Just general things. Let's say go five general things that can help people, you know, who are in a deficit begin working their way towards the surplus. Oh, man, these open-ended questions. Yeah. Can I do the first one? You can do the first one. Move back home. Yeah, if you can stomach it. Yeah, for a yeah, season. I mean, yeah. For a season. A season, yeah. I mean, if you can stomach it, yeah, yeah. you can do that. Because that's what we did, uh, complete it, transparency. Complete transparency. This, in, in we're, we're currently <laughs> at sense, my yeah. parents' house. I like, live in an RV. To, so, so, I so mean, what, I'm right there with you, though. So what we did in order, and this is a little bit more complicated, more Gary V third level thinking, but... What I did, we decided to do was we wanted to invest more money in the podcast. We yes. wanted to build the show. We also, you know, want to save for marriage and all this all stuff. That so stuff, yep. I took the bullet to move back home with my parents, take that whatever money we would spend on rent, use that to invest not only in the podcast business, but also to, you know, save and stuff like that. So I took the bullet. I live fast five years by myself, doing good, yep. enjoying my life. I had to move back home. Yep. It's not sexy. It's no. not enjoyable. Ain't no girls coming over here. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm right there, yeah, and I'm right there with a, you. And, yeah. and I, I took the bullet to go work for my dad, not only to help him out, but I noticed that I was hindering us in flexibility yeah. in time. And to really to grow something, especially a podcast, you need time because you want to go see these people. You need to go to L.A. on a freaking Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, if you have a normal 9 to 5, that's really hard for you to do that every exactly. other, other month. So I took that bullet to go work for my day in a whole different state, in, in the area that I probably would never thought I would be in, yeah. just for flexibility as as well to make a sacrifice. So we both made huge sacrifices um, for the future. So move back home is a sensational and it's a marathon. And to it's, me, it's a marathon. And I, and I love Gary Vee's message because it's a marathon in regards to wealth building because at the end of the day, I'm more concerned about having a healthy savings, healthy investment portfolio, financial freedom at 40, yes. you know, when my kids are freaking, you know, running around, then just living in a high-rise apartment at 25 and yes. 26, and then forty years, when I'm 40, be stressing about money today. Exactly. So you got to think about longevity, marathon thinking, and not sprinting thinking. So the exactly. first thing I suggest is move back home, cut that rent expense. 
Yeah, but I mean, like I said, it's 2019. Like some people don't have that luxury, so yeah. it's, like I said, it's it's really hard to answer a blank or question. get a roommate. Definitely, I mean, definitely get a roommate if you have that luxury to get a roommate. But, but you have to make sure you get a wise roommate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, not, it's not even about like just like the living situation, but yeah. they have to make sure they can pay the bills as well. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, so you definitely have to get a wise roommate. <laughs> I don't mean just because y'all been dating for three months, y'all can move in together and no, everything. Gonna terrible be decision. Hell no. Nah. Okay. Tell <laughs> what else you got? Uh, what what, what was the question again? Oh, said, um, to, to get out of the deficit. I said the first thing is move back home. Variable expenses. A want versus need. Do you actually want like that's figure out exactly if that's what you need and whatever expense you're about to do, whatever transaction you're about to make. Uh so f- variable expense. So you said move back home, variable expense, expenses. Um move back home is kind of like fixed as well, but I would say determine if you um if you really if you can sell your car, mm. if you really need your car, if you bought a new car, uh if that's really taking a financial tone on you, because I kind of know it is, because yeah. I've seen a ninety nine percent of people that cannot afford their car. Yeah. Um. So definitely, if the car is a, if the car is that bad on you and you're upside down, meaning that yeah, it's you paying back more than an O. You might you, have to just take that loss. You just take eat the loss. You might have to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I have to see the number. Yeah. I have to see if it makes sense. Uh, I'm not gonna tell somebody to take the loss because they ain't gonna be mad at me. But yeah, do do your research. Yeah. Figure that out. Uh, do your research. Um. Well, I was about to say, you made me lose my whole train of thought. Sorry. Um, freak, Hafiz. I had it. I had it in my freaking head. Oh, make more money. Okay. It's, enough, it's the next part. Get a side hustle. Get a side hustle. Lyft, Uber. Oh, my God. Uber Please. Eats. Yes, you can do all those things, but you have to make sure if you, if you have a car um, and you can do that on the weekends or your day off, that money can also pay off your car note. And, you know, yeah. all you think, you lost time, but, you know... You're not spending like your normal job uh, money paying that off. So definitely, um, if you own a place, Airbnb, oh my, it's a really good tool. Yeah. Uh, Turo as well. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing that because I'll be going to India all the time. Yeah, just drive to 300. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so uh, find a different source of income. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fifth thing I would say is figure out a way to really continue to save for retirement. Because I think a lot of people in 2019, um, they won't they won't put money into their 401k, their 403b, anything that is a um, an incentive to, for them to save for retirement. And I think that's really, really important as well. Um, so hopefully that answered that question. No, that's good. Because yeah, I mean, because like budgeting is 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 it's just it's so hard. It's so many scenarios. It's so yeah. many things. People got kids. I mean, yeah, I even, yeah, we even add kids involved. Yeah. don't get pregnant. Yeah, 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 I, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, cause kids. I think, huh, I think the average kid in a life from zero to eighteen costs like at least three hundred fifty thousand. I mean, you gotta think about it. At least daycare on average, it's like eight hundred dollars, six thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. What, a year? No, a month. Six six thousand a month? Six hundred oh. to a thousand dollars. I'm sorry. 6, I said six to a thousand dollars. I'm sorry, that's my like, fault. It's six hundred to a thousand dollars a month via daycare. I'm about to be a stay at home dad. <laughs> that's done though. Yeah. That's done. But yeah. um yeah, no, six hundred to a thousand for daycare alone, which yeah. is absolutely insane. Yeah. And it's same it's same thing for and don't spend a lot of money on your wedding either. My God. Yeah. Because like these wedding companies, women, they prey on you. They know they want you to have the 
biggest, baddest wedding in the world, and you next thing you look up, you spend thirty thousand dollars on your wedding. And my thing is that I know a lot of girls are gonna be mad at us. That's I mean, that's just me being honest. Yeah, you know, that's me being honest. But they pray because they. I mean, they go jack the prices up just because they know you don't want a good photographer. Five thousand. Because my thoughts is, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a a a fifty thousand dollar wedding? And then wake up the next morning with zero dollars in the bank account, <laughs> or would you rather have thirty five thousand dollars in the bank account and a fifteen thousand dollar wedding? How, but how, I hate how Pete's in his examples because his examples be so like left field. It'd be like, nah, obviously I'm gonna pick that one, bro. No, I'm obviously. just saying like people will blow it all. Yeah, they. Nah, they, they I mean, people a lot of money. literally blow it. It's not like I think it's to that extreme. People be like, oh, I have fifty five thousand saved. I'm gonna spend fifty two on the wedding. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's that's a lot of money that you could begin to buy a house, you know, invest in a business. A yeah. lot of things to create a longevity, um, help the longevity of your family. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, yeah, it's, it it really determines exactly what you want in that wedding. Because yeah. I know to to my family, I know an open bar is, is like... <laughs> 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 it ain't no wedding if you got an open bar. That's like eight k alone. Yeah, alone. That's eight k. Yeah, I mean, alone. Unless you buy all the alcohol and hope yeah. you don't run out. Yeah, <laughs> big ass house party. <laughs> a failed house party. Yeah, a failed house party. <laughs> but uh, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> no, nah, we will not touch that in this episode. No, that that's that's really good. And and to me, so what ends up happening is. And we won't spend too much time because I know you will just be a whole other conversation. Yeah. But then you can take some of the, the surplus once you do the math that Chris said. You take your net income, subtracted by your variable and fixed expenses. You take your surplus and you can start investing your surplus. And that's when your money begins to grow. That's yeah, what people yeah. understand. Yeah. The way people's money grows, they get the surplus, they invest the surplus, and then that grows over time. Exactly. You know? So, like, for example... If you have a surplus save, you can get maybe a second rental property. Yep. Now you can get a second car and use Toro, yep. you know, a second Airbnb. Yep. Now you can use your surplus to make more money. But like you said, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, if your expenses are at your freaking nose and you're drowning in it, there's no way to be able to save and to build wealth and you end up in the rat race your entire life. Exactly. So basically, um And I'd be honest ahead. with you. Right. Like if you have to and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like call nobody out, but if you go to a professional and they and if your foundation is not and you did the math and your foundation is not where you want it to be, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get you to invest, they try to get you to do all these things to make you spend more money. Mm-hmm. You open like they'll I'm sure they'll work with you to open up money. Okay, your budget. All you need to do is spend this budget. And you have six hundred dollars. We're gonna take this six hundred dollars and we're gonna move it to here. I don't know if that's the best decision right off the bat. Mm. I would say you have to really figure out if that budget actually works in four to five months. Yeah. And that actually makes sense. And you can actually see that tangible and you have built up that discipline to add on another bill yeah. or add on to an investment or uh, into something where you don't know exactly where the money's coming in yet or you can actually have that discipline to not eat out every day. Yeah, That is tough you mm-hmm. know, for anybody. So I would definitely... If somebody's making you do that, I would just say cause for pause, you know, take your time, you know, and really see if the budget, you know, you all created actually works and mm-hmm. makes sense before you actually take that plunge into investing. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And uh, my advice to you guys is it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. And it's okay. I mean, the stigma 
around like living humbly in your 20s is like it's it's such a bad one because people are like I'm 20 I'm young I want to have fun yeah but my thoughts is I I agree with that you know I I love buying a section terrible but decision I, I mean I love, I love it too it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go out without a section anymore. yeah we don't go out without no section if we ain't so, got no section we ain't going so no it's terrible decisions I understand that we like to have fun we're young we're 20 you don't get to live once but my thoughts <laughs> really is that you can't take money from what what they say you can't rob Paul to pay Peter something like yeah, that yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I can't rob Hafiz at 40 to pay Hafiz at 20 yeah you know what I mean because Hafiz at 40 is going to need that $1000 yeah you going to need the it. kids yep. you know he's going to need the you know $500 the daughter to go to the dang piano class you Freaking know piano they're going to do like three you know, classes at any <laughs> you know what I mean you're going to need that money so you have to think like Chris said marathon and not sprint. Think about the longevity of the process and not just a short term. Yeah, it's term. like the, the re engineering your life thing. It's like mm-hmm. wherever much money you want, you want a million dollars? You want to you want to have a million dollars. In 2019, honestly, if you don't like you supposed to have at least made a million dollars or be close to a million by 50, 60. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, we're in the best economy. You can yeah. do it. It's not it's not that hard to do if you're doing basic things. Especially if you have a 401k. Oh my god. Yeah. It's not that hard to do. So, um, yeah, you have to make sound financial decisions yeah. today for tomorrow. And um, also, um, before I, I don't know how long we how long we've been doing this, but I feel like we're about to wrap it up soon. A lot of people wondering, should you like save first or uh, spend spend down your debt first? In my world, mm-hmm. ideally, you want to do both. Cause now it's both, huh? No, I was just thinking that Drake song. Oh, both, yeah, yeah, both. <laughs> but it, to me, it really depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have the safety net of others as far as like, I'm going to spend all my money and go aggressively on debt and student loans and paying that down. Some people don't have that that blanket under them. So I would. that's why I would say you want to do both as far as saving and paying down debt rather than just paying down debt. Obviously, you want to... You know, get the debt out of the way, credit cards, student loans, you know, find the highest interest rate, make that first priority, debt snowball effect. You want more information about it, look it up. Debt snowball, Dave Ramsey. It's not hard to figure it out. Um, and, but a lot of people don't have that luxury of just like going super aggressive at debt. And especially if they just got out of college, they probably don't have both parents at home. They probably don't have, they got kids, they got all these things. That's why I think savings is so important. Um, and every situation is so different. That's why I, I hate. It's so tough to have financial conversations on the air, you know, uh, like on the podcast because, you know, I just I know all the all the people that I talked to. Every situation was completely different, and it's so tough. So that's why I say that question: Should I save or should I pay down my debt? Really depends. And I think you really should talk to somebody and figure that out. And if you have that safety net and you want to move back home, you want to do all those things to aggressively get your debt down, you can do that. But it really depends on your situation and your financial behavior. And so the savings, are you a proponent of that 10K savings or that six-month rainy day savings? What would you, what would you Either say? Either way, people? I don't care. At least, at least 10K. At least your 10? Si- if your six months is 12, then go to 12. Yeah. At least 10. Yeah. I mean, I would just say just don't stop saving. It ain't going to hurt you. Yeah. Is it going to hurt you? So no, I guess my question is like, let's say, because here's my plan. Like, let's say once you hit your savings number, whether that's twenty, thirty, forty k, then instead of saving ten percent, you know, you can go ahead and 
save five percent because you really have such a good number savings wise, yeah. and take that other five and invest it. Yeah, that and so, that's where you can you can do a lot of more flexibility. Exactly. With it. Okay. Or if you reach that ten k and you now it's like I got this five hundred dollars extra saved, you can pay down debt quicker. Yeah. Because all like that money is not going to a savings account anymore. Yeah. So ideally, I mean, you want to save it to whatever number that you want, and then you want to pay down debt, and then you want to kind of invest. Yeah. Ideally, yeah. you know. Uh, but some people have the luxury of, you know, taking contributions from their work into a 401k when they're already investing. Yeah. But everybody loves talking about Netflix stocks and Bitcoin yeah. and all the buffoon stuff. And, like, it sounds sexy as hell. Yeah. Uh, but you probably can't afford that right now. So I'm not going to tell you yeah. to invest your savings account into Bitcoin. Not happening. You it's know, real. so it really, it, like I said, it really just depends. I love it. You love it? And guys, you like it. I love it. My big thing is that it's a marathon. That's the number one fundamental thing. And in the marathon, man, there's ups, there's downs, there's like there's shortcomings, there's failures. Like, and don't get discouraged. Like Please for don't me, get like to Chris's point, initially at the beginning of my early twenties, that was my goal to get to that ten thousand yeah, dollar mark. Yeah, yeah. And I got to it like on four different occasions. Yeah. But then life happened. Yeah. I lost jobs. You yeah. know, I changed careers. Yep. You know, I had to invest in a podcast. So it went from ten thousand to zero. zero. <laughs> ten, you know, to zero to ten to zero. So it happens. Life happens. You like you lose money. But the most important thing that I've realized is that it's the mindset. It's having the mindset, the understanding of saving, the mindset of understanding of budgeting, the mindset of understanding of, of the surplus versus deficit. And when you're going through a rough time or when you don't have enough money, it's okay as long as you have the positive right mindset to move forward when you do fall short. And how are you going to be fine, though? You make like decisions you made, you know, with the podcast. Oh no, I'm going, straight. Shoot. You know, you trust are, me. No. <laughs> trust Afi's me, I'm gonna, good. I think gonna be a millionaire. Exactly. Though. It's gonna be, it's gonna happen. He, he, you know, he too extreme to not be one. Exactly. It's no, gonna happen though. But for me, I really want to encourage people because I know people get discouraged. I know I got discouraged. You know, yeah. it's discouraging to get to the fifteen, twenty thousand dollar mark and then see it to go to zero. Yeah, it's discouraging. When you lose your job and you're having to pay, you have you're not taking unemployment, and you and each month you have to pay three thousand dollars. Like yeah. things are discouraging, yeah. but I want to encourage people the mindset. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Going back to the point at the beginning, the rappers, people on Instagram, the athletes who are flossing today. Let's see them twenty five years from now because most of them are nowhere to be found on the back of a milk carton. Christopher, yeah. anything you like to say in closing? Go watch that uh that Netflix uh documentary. It's called uh, Broke. Broke. It's a it, it, yeah. You'll see people that made a lot of money and made some really dumb decisions, and now they're broke. Broke, guys. This Thursday on Patreon, we can't wait to see you guys there. If you yes, haven't Lord, subscribed to Patreon, please, please join us. Next week, we're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, a my God. Lot of Next fun. week's going to be ridiculous. Ten, a lot of it's fun. Gonna yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. So, guys, we thank you so much. If you have any questions, please hit up Chris at below HTX. Any questions, comments, about any financial decisions? My name is Hafiz. Chris will start the show, but I'm not. We are I'm the not, roommates. I'm not. You're not hiring me for consultation or none of that. It's, yeah. Hey, man, listen. As friend, as fr- if you need if, uh, friendly, friendly advice, life coaching, you. I'll do. I'll help. Yeah. But y'all not gonna go to the IRS and y'all Federal. No, I'm no. not doing. No, I have nothing. Don't talk to me. Bye. We are the roommates. Adios. Woo!